You're kicking off a new series today called Mia Moore. Mia Moore, my love. This is a series on all things relationships. And uh, woo, I, lo- I like that. They're excited. They're excited. The 830 was full too, y'all. I'm like, I need to talk about relationships every Sunday. If y'all going to be this full, that's awesome. Wow, I'm, I'm excited about today. It's going to be great. I want to take a moment to thank all of our uh, team leaders, assistant team leaders, and superheroes. Thank you all for getting here early every single Sunday, uh, serving in excellence, setting this place up so we can have an encounter with the Lord. Can you put your hands together for yourselves and everyone serving? Thank you all. Some of you get here as early as 6 a.m., 6.30, 6.45. We're just grateful for you. And um, man, just just honored to serve alongside you. So Mia Moore, All right, this series is all about singleness, dating, marriage, and kids cover your ears. Sorry, not sorry, sex. Because, you know, uh, they need to hear it from God, right? I I think if you're going to bring them to church, you bring them to church during this series, and and, uh, it's going to be great. So I just want to encourage you real quick that no Sunday is purely devoted to one situation. Um, the principles will apply to everyone's situation, whether you're married or single or in the in-between. And uh, every message is designed for everyone. And another promise I want to make you is that every message will build on top of the other. So uh, I'd encourage you to be here all four Sundays. It's, it's going to be great. A lot of clarity. I believe God is going to transform hearts. So it's going to be good. And then uh, you never know, but one Sunday I'll have my bride up here helping me rock the mic. Can we give it up for Pastor Kyra, everybody? She'll, she'll be up here. We, um, we, we got some nuggets uh, last year. We, we had some marital counseling last year, and we want to pass those things on to you. And um, really, that, that was all about healing the heart. And so we can't wait to unpack what that looks like, Okay. So let's get into the word. Let's go over to Mark chapter 12 if you have your Bibles. If not, we'll provide everything on the screen. Uh, Mark was a follower of Jesus. He was very close to a disciple named Peter. Uh, Peter was one of Christ's top three guys. And so Mark would have gotten his story about Jesus through interviews. And uh, he would have interviewed Mary, the mother of Christ, Peter himself, some of the disciples, um, so Mark is a very good book, very good book. And uh, it's Mark, Mark is the shortest gospel as well because it shows a lot of Jesus's action. So if you want a short gospel, you can go over to Mark. I think he gives you about 17 or 18 chapters, but great book. So uh, Mark right now is recording a teaching of Jesus and uh, Jesus was being challenged or questioned by the religious leaders of his day. And they were asking him about the commandments. And so Christ pretty much summed it up this way. Mark chapter 12, verse 29 says this. Jesus answered him. Most important of all, the commandments is this. The Lord Yahweh, our God, is one. Here it is. You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with a passionate heart. From the depths of your soul, with your every thought and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is this, you must love your neighbor, I want you to zone in right here, in the same way you love yourself. 
you will never find a greater commandment than these. And, and Christ pretty much sums it up. And he says that if you would love the Lord and if you would love your neighbor, you've pretty much fulfilled all of the commandments. Right. If you love your neighbor, you won't covet his wife. You won't covet her husband. If you love her, you won't you won't steal. You won't murder. You won't kill. You won't dishonor. If you love God, you'll keep the Sabbath. Right. He's saying if you do these two things, you cover all 600. Right. But I want to zone in on those five words um, right there. Same way you love yourself. So I believe Christ has given us a key here. Um, in terms of how to how to have good relationships with with our parents, with with our kids, with our supervisors, our our bosses, our mentors. And I think if you if you would pray and you would read this verse, he can he can unpeel another layer that that we may not see all the time when we read this text. Um, but essentially what he's saying is, is that um, you can't give what you do not have. Right. So if you were to ask me for a hundred dollars and I don't have it, I can't give it to you. You ask me for 50. I don't have it. I can't give it to you. Um, if you don't have love for self, you can't love anyone else. So you got to You got to Jesus is saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And your neighbor can be your spouse. Your neighbor can be your friend. Your neighbor can be a stranger. But he's saying. Uh, from from who you are will overflow into all of your relationships. And, and so this is this is really uh, uh, at the core of this entire series. OK, I, I want us to to lean into this. And I want to apologize if we're not starting out with dating or or sex. Um, I think honestly, I think this is the most important message of the series. Right. Right. I think this is the most important one. So here's the deal. I am the key to the health of my relationships. I am the key to the health of my relationships. Um, a lot of marriages get it wrong when you go to counseling and you're driving together and you're really not talking to each other because you're going to counseling <laughs> unless it's preventative counseling, right? Which I think is wise. I think you should be getting counseling even when nothing's wrong, right? But when something's wrong, y'all just try not to look. You don't, you know, you don't want to look first. So you just, you know, anyway, so you're going to counseling. And if your mindset is, you know what? I can't wait because he's going to fix her. I can't wait till we get there because he's going to fix him. And that's just the wrong mentality when it comes to relationships. Right. It has to be. Wow. I can't wait to get there because I want to grow. Right. I want to change. I, I want to become better. So what does the counselor have for me? And so if you have two people in a relationship that feel that way, this person is focused on getting better. This partner is focused on getting better. It's only going to make the marriage, the marriage better. So I am the key to the health of my relationships. And, and it's, it's also the part of my relationships that I can control. I can't control the other party, but I can control me. I can't control my wife, but I can control how I respond. So today I want to talk about love thyself. Okay. And I want to give us really three ways, practical ways to love thyself. So how do I love myself? Well, practically. Okay. Number one, I want to encourage you to pursue growth daily. 
pursue growth daily. And uh, we've, we've all faced some tough times in life. Rejection, betrayal, disappointment, uh, illness. Some things are as a result of how people have treated us. Others are not. At any rate, we've all faced some tough times. We're all currently sitting in the middle of some tough times right now. And what I've come to discover in a decade of pastoring is that if you're not careful, pain can halt growth. Pain can halt growth. And many people get caught in a rut for years. They get caught in a rut for years. And I've discovered that some, some people choose to stay there. They, they think they're growing, but subconsciously they choose to stay. They, they mull right in the pain and in the past. And, and they even glorify some of the, dif- dis- the, the dysfunction of the past. And they stay there only to never grow. Right. And then some choose. Someone say choose. Then some, some make a choice. They decide to grow. They decide to heal. They decide to to grow, to grow past it. And um, I, I've been waking up every day uh, this year asking this question. Here's a key question. Go ahead and write this down. Why did I wake up this morning? Why did I wake up this morning? You ever stop and think about that? You, you like, like brushing your teeth or, you know what I mean? Like ironing your clothes or eating your breakfast. You ever just stop for a moment and ask, why did I wake up this morning? Um, most mornings we, we get caught getting ready for work, getting ready for school, just kind of going through the motions. But just because you're going through the motions, it doesn't necessarily mean you're growing. That's right. right. But stopping and asking, why did the Lord give me another day of life? Right. right? Is, is it for finances? Is it for success? Is it for, you know, it, it, all those things are good. They're not evil within themselves. But I'd like to propose this, that, that you woke up this morning. I woke up this morning to grow. Come on. Right, good. right. To make a decision to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I want to give you a few a few ways, a little sub list here. I have a lot of lists here, a lot of sub lists. Just flow with me. A few ways that that few things that you should be growing in every day is number one is your faith. It won't come up on the screen, but your faith. I believe that's why God woke you up this morning, because he wants to continue a relationship with you. Your faith. Another area to think about is your financial literacy. At a certain point. I got to stop having and doing the same things in my finances and expecting different results. Right. I got to grow my literacy. So who can I sit down with? What books can I read? What podcasts can I listen to? And then when am I going to start to apply those principles? Right. Every day is an opportunity to to grow out of broke, to grow out of struggle. Right. All right. So here's another one. Your fitness. Right. God woke me up to grow. Right. My fitness. Right. Um, My family. God woke me up to here. It is add value to my home. Right. So so if if I'm just kind of getting started or if I'm in high school or college or if I'm a young adult and I'm living at home with my parents. One reason that God woke me up this morning is to add value to the home. So how can I how can I get a jump start on taking out the dishes or putting on the coffee or on putting on the tea or asking my parents, what do you need around the house? Or, 
cleaning up or organ. Y'all going to talk to me today? I'm sorry I'm not starting out with sex and, and all. Okay. All right. Mom's in the house. <laughs> right? Because I ain't paying one bill. So how can I, how can I add value right, to, to the home? Uh, we, we just had a, an amazing time as a family. We were, um, what was it, Friday? Friday, we, we were sitting down and just, we were just talking, having, having, and we're going to, a heart talk. And um, just being honest about feelings and, and, and what we're doing in our home right now is we're creating a safe space for everybody. Mom, dad, Jay, Judah, to, to the point where I can come in and say, guys, I'm, dad's tired and I'm upset and I am confused and I'm afraid. And allowing my, my kids the opportunity to enter into that emotion into that experience with me and mom can share and, and the boys can share some of their concerns. And man, like the, the Holy Spirit just broke out on our dining room table, just crying and, and, and strong prayer by mom over the kids and over the family. It was, it was an amazing time. And, and that's, that's what you call growing as a family, right? Because a lot of people don't have that family structure. Right. There's a lot of shame, a lot of things swept under the rug, a lot of a lot of you throw out words and they mean more than what you said. You know what I mean? But but we're saying, hey, we just want to we want to bring this stuff out. We we want to grow as a as a family. So there's a reason that you woke up this morning and and it wasn't to adopt the same mentalities or come on now. It wasn't to stay where you are. It, it was to grow. It wasn't to go through the motions of church, but it was to get something from this word that has the power to change your life forever. And so um, to grow. Someone say grow. grow. And, and so here are three, three things I kind of live by. Three, three major thoughts I live by here is um, here it is. If you can breathe, then you can become better. If you can breathe then what you're currently up against, you can overcome. It's called potential. And potential is, is the capacity to become. You, you have the capacity to become better, right? So if, if you can breathe. Here's another statement I live by. If you can move, then you can become stronger. And this is how I love myself well. Right. And some people have had uh, major surgeries or, like I said, illness earlier. But if there's a part of your body that you can move, strengthen that part. Right. Get support for the weak parts, but strengthen the parts that can be stronger. If you can move, you can get stronger. And another thing I live by is this. If you can think, then you can become wiser. If you can think then you can, you can become wiser. And this is how I, I love myself. I wake up every morning with a growth mentality. And sometimes growth is staying in the bed and resting so that on Tuesday you can get back up. It's staying in the bed on Tuesday so that on Wednesday you can pursue growth. But, but the onus is on me to love myself so that I don't go around in life and saying, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. If I grow, it doesn't matter what you do to me because I'm getting better. And dad may never say sorry and mom may never say sorry and that ex may never say sorry. But because I'm growing, I've grown past the pain. I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting wiser. And this is how I love myself. 
And this is how I can go into my prayer closet and really pray for you because I'm growing. Right. I'm not going to be minimized or stopped by what you did to me. I just I refuse. There's too much wealth. There's too much prosperity. The world is too big. I want to I want to do things. So I want to grow. Someone say grow. grow. The second way that you love yourself well is to number two, develop your mind. Develop your mind. Proverbs 23, 7 NASB says this. Here it is. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. And I have your underlying thinks and is. This is simply break this down. Here it is. My mind drives my life. My mind drives my life. How I think is how I am. How I think is what I will become. And so now the key question here for number two, go ahead and write this down. What am I feeding my mind? What am I feeding my mind? Your your mind is like a sponge. And it is important that you learn to guard your ear gates and your eye gates. And you filter what is able to get into your mind. Right? It's important that as you navigate social media, that you learn to pick and choose and navigate that stuff because you'll be somewhere on someone's page and you'll be hoping and wishing that that was your life. Right. You'll be hoping that you were there, that that you had that. And it is feeding your mind and it causes anxiety and it causes depression and it causes envy and it causes jealousy. Right. Right. Or 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 like this, this quiet quitting spirit that we're dealing with right now in society. Right. A lot of posts about, well, if they don't pay me, I ain't going to do it. And uh, I'm a boss. I'm a, I'm a, like that stuff gets in your mind. And so you see that on a Sunday, you get to work on a Monday and you don't want to do anything. But little do you know that you're on your way to getting fired. Come on. Is this a relationship? Yeah. What am I feeding my mind? Filter. Someone say filter. Filter Filter through it all. Filter through it all. Filter. I'm I'm a little jealous about my wife because she committed two years ago to getting off of social media. And I said, we're going to do this thing together, babe. Yeah. And so I did it with her. I deleted the app. But I'm still on the cursor. (laughs) I don't got all the functions. But I'm still in there. I'm seeing what's going on. But I must admit, it still has an impact. Right. Because, I, I, you know, if, if perfection is here in terms of getting off of it, this is where she is. Right. I, I want to be where she is, but I'm about right here. And it still affects me a little bit. And it messes with your mind. And, and so I got to develop. I got to develop the mind. I have to filter. Someone say filter. I got to filter what's what's getting in because my mind drives my life. So three, three ways to build your mind. Okay. To love yourself. Well, number one is scripture. Scripture. This won't come up on the screen, but just follow me. Scripture. Here it is. Provides faith and truth. Faith and truth. Got to build your faith. Got to build your truth. Right. Uh, there, someone was asking me, Pastor, how do you overcome discouragement? And I said, through scripture, right? 
the Bible says in Corinthians, Paul says that there are going to be arguments that just rise up. Right. Scientifically, we have no idea where thoughts come from. There are going to be arguments. I'll tell you where they come from. <laughs> there are going to be arguments that just pop up out of nowhere that argue against the truth of Christ. And so what Paul says is we must take those arguments, bind them, hold them captive, and submit them to the obedience of Christ. And the way you do that is you feed your mind scripture. So, 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 so your marriage can, can be in, you know, momentous season, your singleness, you're good. You, you feel complete. You're fulfilled with just you and God, right? You're, you're not believing the lies that you need someone else to complete you. Right. And so what will happen is, is the enemy will say you're incomplete. There's something wrong with you because you're this age and you're still by yourself. But what you can do is you can hold that thought captive Submit it to the obedience of the fact that Jesus loves you, that he's chosen you, that he has a plan for you, and that if you would just serve him and hold on, God is preparing something. But you got to learn to get that thought and submit it to the obedience of Christ. So scripture, someone say scripture. The second way that you build your mind is through counsel. Counsel. And uh, the word counsel means uh, practical steps on the best way forward. Practical steps on the best way forward. We all need counsel. One of the ways that I've learned to love myself well is through living through a simple statement. I don't know it all. I don't know it all. And there's someone out there who knows what I need to know. I live through that. I spend thousands of dollars, probably at this point over the past, tens of thousands of dollars to go and get counsel. Because why go through it when I can humble myself and get the answer from someone else who's been through it? And I'll tell you, oftentimes the reason we don't receive counsel is because of our pride. It's this, I got it spirit. I know it's spirit, right? But you guys are here. You guys are in church. You guys aren't prideful, okay? You're not, but, but the others out there, right? Because the Bible says that God heismans the proud, right? He pushes away the proud. My balance was pretty impressive. Now, I got to wake y'all up. That was good, my girl. Yeah, yeah, That's pretty good. All right. But he exalts the humble. Right. So we got to get counsel. Someone say counsel. So next time your pastor asks you, how are things going? Come on now. Don't just, they're going good. I'm keeping tabs. I've asked you 20 times in a year. All right. So number three, exposure. That's how you develop your mind. Exposure. Exposure inspires possibilities. So here's the deal. In order to love yourself well, you need to get out of your world. Get out of your world. I remember um, when, when uh, my ninth grade year, freshman year in, uh, in high school, I lived in Pine Hills, uh, but I was zoned for Olympia High School, right? So, and so that was a blessing because Olympia was, was a brand new high school, and it was, it was built in the heart of Windermere or Owlsworth. 
And uh, Islesworth was where Jordan lived and Shaq had a house. Michael Jackson had a house. Tiger Woods had a house. So it was right there in the middle, right, of, of all these amazing, you know, all the greenery and, and the lushness. And, and so whenever we would ride the bus freshman and sophomore year, I would always look out the window once we got into the neighborhood. And I would see these tall concrete fences and these houses and these trees. And so my junior year, when I got my car, I said, I'm going to r- drive through those neighborhoods. And what I would do is almost every day before school or even after school, I would take what I call dream drives. Someone say dream drive. Dream and, and I would say, it's, it, you know, I would say, man, I'm, I'm going to own a house like that one day. I'm going to own a house like that one day. I'm going to own a house like one day. And it wasn't going to be through the NBA, right? You, you see how, you know, but I just knew somehow, some way, I'm going to be in a house like that one day. That's called exposure. Someone say exposure. In order to love yourself well, you got to get outside of your context so that your mind can develop, right? Some of you are passionate about medicine. Just go walk through a medical school. Just go, go walk through a law school. Go, go walk through a museum. Go drive through Potomac and just start to dream and start to expose yourself to greater. That is a way that you love yourself. You're feeding the possibilities of what can be. And you're not getting stuck where you are. Someone say exposure. 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 All right. All right. Number three, optimize your health. Optimize your health. Psalm 139 verse 13 says this. This is King David. He's speaking to the Lord. He says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Here it is. Thank you for making me so wonderfully. Someone say wonderfully. Wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. He's talking about his body. He's talking about his his complexion, his skin tone, his eye color, his hair type. Someone say body. body. He's talking about his body. He said, God, you created me. I'm handsome. I'm, I'm, I'm beautiful. He's, he's talking about his his body. How many of you know physical attraction matters? Are we in a relationship series? Don't forget. Say amen. All right. We're, we're, physical attraction matters. We're going to deal with this week two and week three. It, it matters how you carry yourself and, and how you dress up and how you look. You're getting them nails done. You're, doing, you're getting a haircut. Y'all don't like this. I'm pressing you a little bit. You know, you need to, you know, the cologne, the perfume, the, the haircut. It ma- Someone say it matters. I'm not judging you. I'm not talking down on you. I'm trying to build you up. Trying to live. Come on now, are y'all here? I'm trying to lift you up. It matters. We're going to deal with this a little bit. Because a, a, lot of, a lot of spouses are afraid to tell you. See, I'm already in week three. This is what y'all came for, right? That you ain't cutting it. Me and my wife, we're honest about that stuff. I want to know the secrets. How are they so happy? I'm going to share some secrets. And we're just real, right? He, he was saying his body, I'm, I'm wonderful, I'm, I'm, I'm marvelous. And then, then Paul says this, don't you realize that your body, someone say body, body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You don't belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. Here it is. So you must honor God with your body. So I'm going to optimize my health, right? Here's the key question. Write this down. 
Am I giving my best to my body? Am I giving my best to my body? It's worth asking. Because it's not just for my spouse or for my future spouse. When I'm a Christian, I'm saved and I have the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me. So it's first for God. So, so when people see me, here it is. This is, this is important. Lean into this. Thank you, sweetie. When people see me, do they see the glory of God? That's worth asking yourself. It's not judgmental. It's not beating yourself down. It's worth asking. When people see me, do they see Christ through me? Am I optimizing my health? Now, I want to give you a few, a few nuggets here, okay? Let's think about diet. Go ahead and write that down. Diet. Let's talk a little bit. I told you it would be practical. Diet. What am I putting in my body? I don't know what it is, but this, this fast broke the demon of beef and pork. I don't have a church at the 10 a.m. It, it broke it. I don't know what it is. We, we, were, uh, we were, it was, what, 8 o'clock last night, 7 o'clock. She was like, babe, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't want meat. <laughs> Calm down. I ain't vegetarian. <laughs> Relax. Don't get too excited. I can't find you over there. It's too dark. <laughs> Had a Chappelle moment. Calm down. But I, I just, let me get over here. You scare me. I can't even see you. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I, had, um, I had chicken nuggets. I had a burger. And I'm like, I just, I just want vegetables. You know, because that fa- I felt so good. I don't know about you, but so good during the fast. And some of my 20 year olds, teens in here, y'all are like, what is he talking about? Meat is amazing. Man, when you cross 33, it just don't go down like it used to. It stay in there. All right, I'm getting too graphic. Okay. But it's real, right? So let, let, let me encourage you a little bit. All right, all right. Increase your water intake. Okay, write that down. Increase your water intake. Increase your fruits and vegetables. And, and, and get some clean protein. Decrease the grease. You know, decrease. I'm serious, man. Um, number two, uh, move. I want to encourage you to exercise. Move. Love yourself well. It's not that you're not attractive. Maybe you haven't maximized your body. It's not that you're not beautiful or handsome, but maybe you haven't put in the work. I've been there. I'm not talking down on you. We're, we're on this journey together. But move three times, a, three times a week, 30 minutes a day. Start there. But it's important. And then um, number three, rest. We're still in February. You're still at the top of the year. You got those resolutions down. Make sure you win the night so that you can win the day. Guard your nights. Don't go to bed too late. Get that rest. And I'll give you a few reasons why you should give your best to your body. Okay, number one, for confidence. Someone say confidence. 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 When you work out, you're eating well, you're resting well, there's a confidence. There's a confidence that comes with that. Um, Number two, energy. Energy. You can conquer anything. 
anything. You're going to church, you're reading the word, you're praying, but now it's time to work on the body. All right, you got that energy. You got that energy. And then um, number three, number three is focus. Focus, you got clarity. You're loving yourself well. You're loving yourself well. And here's the thought. We don't do these things to love ourselves. We do these things because we love ourselves. Right? So, so, so because I love myself, I'm going to pursue growth. I'm going to develop my mind. And I'm going to optimize my health. Y'all here? Let's put our hands together for the word of God if you receive it today. Relationship series. All right. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Let's lift our hands to heaven, okay? Receive this blessing. Father, I thank you so much for your children. Lord, you love them. You're for them, God. And I pray blessings over them, Lord. I pray for your presence in their lives this week, God. I pray, Lord, that you would infuse us with a fire to lean into you, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, that you would show us how to love ourselves so, so that from that overflow, we can love others well. Lord, we, we commit ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to you this week. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.